Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a new age. It's a huge new development. Again, it's not rocket science. Back to more of The Other Side of the Glass. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. got what should be a pretty darn good football game starting here in about 10 minutes. I know Dom's rooting for the Texans. I, I Let's go think, Texans. I would think in this one. Um, all right, so here's the deal. This is what we're talking about today. If you're just joining, Chris Thomas hanging out with you until 7 o'clock. Uh, Hawks pregame comes your way then with John Fricky and Steve Holman tonight on the call. This is what we're talking about. So if Bill Belichick comes to Atlanta, and he is demanding all the power, what would that mean for Terry Fontenot? Could he be partially neutered, meaning that he stays with the organization, but his role is diminished in terms of what he does on a day-to-day basis? Could he be stripped of his title of GM? Could he keep the title of GM, but not really be the GM? What does Bill Belichick want in this scenario? What does Bill Belichick come to Atlanta and say, hey, Listen, these are my demands, and you're either going to take them or you're going to leave them. And I think if Bill Belichick comes to Atlanta, he's going to want to run this party, pal. He's going to want to be the guy in charge, the head honcho, the grand poobah of all things Atlanta Falcons football. And I don't want that. I think Terry Fontenot has done a damn good job as the GM. I think there's a reason they didn't fire him when they fired Arthur Smith. But I think it was a bad look when Rich McKay and Arthur Blank came out without him in the press conference. I think it made him look weak in the eyes of the organization. And I wasn't fond of that. Neither were a lot of people. It became the subject. Rather than talking about who the next head coach of the Falcons is going to be, it became a discussion about why your GM wasn't sitting with the other prominent figures in the organization. So that's what I'm talking to you about today at 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Grab a line. What do you think? If Terry Fontenot is under the watch of Bill Belichick, do you want and are you okay with his power being potentially limited or stripped completely? Because I am not. What do you think? 404-726-0929. We got Reggie in Decatur. Reggie. So what does Terry Fontenot do now? What has he been doing? He's the general manager I mean, of the football team. 
He drafts. Uh, really? so, <laughs> he drafts the players. He makes trades. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you think? He's not doing that right now. I mean, as, I, I guess because I'm trying to figure out why did they change Rich McKay's um, job title if if he's pretty much going to do what the general manager has been doing. So I'm just like, well, let me explain. I, mean, I will explain it to you. I have direct knowledge of this situation, particularly. Um, spoke with somebody in the Falcons organization two days ago and was told directly about Rich McKay. So here's the deal. Rich McKay is not involved with football decision-making powers. He is not, he is not somebody that's in there that is making okay. draft choices and things of that nature. He is also the CEO of not just the Falcons. He's the CEO of Arthur Blank's entire organization so he's involved with the Falcons but that's not his entire job so if you're mad at Rich McKay you're mad at the wrong person because he's not the person oh, well, in charge I, oh 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 well 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 that makes me feel a whole lot better because whatever wh- whoever's been picking the people so far they've done such a such an excellent job and I mean at you know what at at this point wait you don't I think Matthew really... Bergeron was a good pick he started every game this year I kind of really don't even care who's making the um, making the picks now because at at this point, I I'm so just disgruntled and hurt and I'm like I, I keep I keep hearing y'all tell me oh well this guy and this guy and this guy but I'm like I, I don't see it translating on the film I'm like well I mean g- give me some different guys or something but like I, I I keep hearing all this stuff but anyway to answer your question uh, if Bill Belichick comes here. Do I think he's going to get stripped of his title? Of course, because like I don't see him anywhere now. Why, why would I think he would be more involved uh, after that than he is right now? I just don't understand why you don't think, and thank you for the phone call, Terry Fontenot has done a good job. I mean, Jesse Bates, David Onyemata, Caden Ellis, drafting Matthew Bergeron, Bijan Robinson, those are all Terry Fontenot decisions. So what's what am I missing here? 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. I, I just don't get it. And, again, Rich McKay is not involved in the player decision-making, who they draft. So I understand why a lot of people are mad because he used to have a different position and there's a little bit of confusion going on. But if you're mad at M- Rich McKay, you're mad at the wrong person because he's not the guy making the decisions. 404-726-0929. We got Javier and Marietta. Javier, what do you think? Yes, sir. Hello. How are you? I'm good, man. What do you got? Uh, I'm hoping Fontenot keeps everything the way it is. I have my concerns with Belichick. I see him, if he goes to Atlanta, here for three years. I can see Fontenot here for much longer than that. I'm thinking about the young players they've drafted the past few years. Killer job from the scouting team. I I don't want to see Fontenot go anywhere. I want him to stay as he is. Now, Belichick can give his input obviously he has something to bring to the table but now here's the rub though here's the rub here's the rub here's the question for you my friend is that realistic do you see that actually happening Uh, i maybe not but i'm i can see a scenario where one one of the parties walk away you know whether blank says no you know i like fun no he's my guy or belichick says all right no problem there's Plenty of other position to see. Know what I mean? Yeah, and I appreciate the phone call. Here's my issue with that, though. 
I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think Arthur Blank is much more likely to say, all right, Bill, we'll give you whatever you want, blank check to come in here and fix all of our issues and run our day-to-day football organization. Then there is a chance that uh, he says, all right, well, uh, you know, we value Terry Fontenot so much that we're not going to hire Bill Belichick. I just, I don't see that happening. All right, 404-726-0929. Dwight is in Riverdale. Dwight. Dwight, you're in the game. Yeah, hello? Yeah, I got you, buddy. What do you got? Uh, oh, yeah. I'll say I love, love the show, first and foremost. Thank you. I want to say I truly appreciate uh, Terry Fontenot. I think he's done an outstanding job. I don't see the need for him to move at all. I welcome Bill Belichick. I don't think there's a coach out there with a greater resume for Atlanta. Atlanta needs an experienced head coach, and we need an experienced, a veteran quarterback, not a rookie. We're not trying to rebuild now. We need to win and win right now. I think Belichick gives us the best opportunity to do that. And uh, as far as Belichick changing his name, we're assuming that's what he's going to do. I mean, I hear all these uh, he's going to do that. We don't know what Belichick is thinking. And secondarily, Phil Jackson left the Chicago Bulls, a championship coach, went to L.A. Lakers, and guess what he did? If Kobe and Shaq could stay together, they may have had two, three beats back in Chicago. So let's give Bill a chance and calm down things. <laughs> I appreciate it, Dwight. Thank you for the phone call and the kind words. But, again, it all comes down to – the word you used, if, 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 if Bill Belichick is willing to come in here and cede power as a GM and president of the team, if Bill Belichick comes in here and just wants to coach, if he likes Terry Fontenot enough to say, I want to keep him around, if Arthur Blank even fights for Terry Fontenot, we don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. We got Andrew in Dallas. Andrew. Yeah, um, so, you know, with this whole situation, I, I've been saying this since uh, they drafted Julio and gave up all the picks. I think has been kind of like Jerry Jones of the Southeast. Um, so, you know, he's brought in players to sell tickets, uh, trying to sell out the Dome, but uh, never really allowed a team to come together for a championship aside from, you know, Dan Quinn and 28-3. to um, so I think as long as he's there and, and if he's picking quarterbacks or if he's helping in those personnel decisions, it doesn't matter what coach you have in there. Um, you know, as far as Belichick, uh, I also don't know what to really think about that. Um, the guy before said something about Phil Jackson. Well, let's not forget Phil Jackson destroyed the Knicks as his last stop. Um, he wasn't good at putting a team together. So um, just because Bill Belichick won six rings in New England, it means nothing in Atlanta. Um, so I'm just curious to see how this is going to turn out. No, I thank you for the phone call. I agree with that last part 100%, 1,000%. We don't know what type of Bill Belichick is coming in here. Can he still do it? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't have definitive reason to believe that he can or he can't uh, because the, the roster's been awful in New England, but who's, whose fault is that? Why is the roster awful in New England, at least on offense? It's because he was the guy – picking the players and he couldn't find a quarterback and he couldn't keep an offensive line together and they never found a true stout running back. And that's what you get. You get four wins this year, whatever it was. All right. A couple more before we break 404-726-0929. Rick is in Atlanta. Rick. Rick, you got me. All right. He gone. Let's go to Wesley in Buford. Wesley. You. Hey, how's it going, sir? What's up, man? Okay, so uh, I just um, here's my opinion on Bill Belichick. Okay, um, I think we should bring him in and really have some 
I guess, seasoning in our uh, head coach staff, you know, our coaching staff. We, we've been bringing in these new guys these last few years, especially Arthur Smith, only as an offensive coordinator. I think we really need to bring in someone who's experienced. You know what I mean? Uh, my dad was telling me about um, the coach. Who was our head coach in the 90s that brought us to the Super Bowl? Uh, was it either Jerry Glanville or Dan Reeves or one of the one of those guys? I was before my I got here only a few years ago before my time. Oh yeah, I can't remember who, but my dad said it was an old washed-up coach. He had a Super Bowl or two under his belt, and we brought him in, and he brought us to the Super Bowl. So I think even at Belichick's age, he's seventy-one, but I think even where he's at right now, he could still bring good things to Atlanta. No, Wesley, I appreciate the phone call. It's not impossible, right? It's not impossible. I I get it. Bill Belichick comes in here, and he brings the rings. He brings all the titles. He brings all the coaching experience. He brings in all the things that you need to know how to be a successful coach in the NFL. It all comes down to... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Can he still do it? And I'm not sure. And then on top of that, is he going to want all the power? And I'm not sure. So you're in a pickle there when it comes to being somebody that has a spot in this organization in Terry Fontenot where you're managing the team and you're managing the roster decisions and the personnel control and you have this guy coming in here saying, I want to run the ship. This is my ship. I am the captain now. And I don't think that's the best move for the organization. All right, we'll get back into your phone calls, 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. But coming up next... We got to talk some Hawks, man. Three-game winning streak. Could they make it four tonight? We'll find out. Caleb Johnson's got all the scoop for you next. Sports Radio, 99 The Game, Odyssey app. This show. Please say. This is not a joke. No. Back with more of the other side of the glass. All right, I get it. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. They're playing basketball. Uh, all around the we world. The and I like the way they dribble up and down the court. The you know what I do? Particularly right now because they're on a three-game winning streak. That, of course, being... The Atlanta Hawks. It is Chris Thomas hanging out with you till 7 o'clock and Hawks pregame coming your way then. So let's talk to our buddy Caleb Johnson out on the WadeFord.com hotline. Caleb, oh, happy day, my friend. We get to talk about some good news for the Hawks, a rare occurrence this season. What did you see in the past three games that has been different in the 35 games before it? 
Uh, <laughs> winning, Chris. I mean, it's really it's one of those weird situations where uh, I feel like not a lot has been too terribly different. Uh, and this is something that, you know, the Hawks needed, quite honestly, uh, at least if they want to win, uh, you know, which is a kind of a different conversation altogether to be had. Uh, but for fans who want to see them win, it feels like uh, they went through that stretch where they were getting blown out, what, a week ago? Um, you know, and, and I'm thinking against, you know, the Pacers and against the Wizards where you're like, man, can it get any worse than this? But honestly, previously, before that, outside of playing the Pacers a couple of times, they were in some really close, tough games that they just weren't quite pulling out. Um, you know, they were having some rough third quarters, and that was holding them back. Um, and, you know, we, we've kind of seen them turn a quarter where they, they've had some still rough stretches in games um, where the opponent has kind of been able to make a run. And quite honestly, what I saw out of Miami last night felt like potentially we were headed there again where it was like, okay, I, you know, you saw some really good things, um, but that, that third quarter you were like, all right, this is, you know, starting to head in, a, in another negative direction uh, after what I thought was, especially there midway through like the first quarter into the second quarter, there was just a lot of good basketball being played by the Hawks. Um, and so to pinpoint it, really difficult. Quite honestly, it's been something that, I mean, we as media asked Trey Young about this a couple of games ago of like, hey, what's been so difficult for you guys uh, to, you know, to maintain a lead once you get it um, and, and to not give up these big runs to, to your opponents? Uh, and he was like, honestly, guys, if I knew the answer, we wouldn't be doing it. Uh, so it's just it's, – it's been good to see them go – uh, on this stretch, although, Chris, I will also be a little bit weary, uh, and, and, you know, I, I always like to be a straight shooter with you, that I do get concerned that uh, a positive run like this might cause those in, you know, potentially an ownership in the front office to think they have a different team. However, um, this is th – this stretch of games is showing how the Hawks can play um, but, uh, you know, wh whether they're going to be able to keep that up over a long stretch, especially when they go out west for a few games, uh, it'll, you know, time will tell. Yeah, you knew exactly where I was going, Caleb. So <laughs> okay. let's expand on that a little bit. What, or should I say, how much more of a sample size would you need to see in order to be comfortable with the Hawks either sticking as they are or even potentially trying to add a piece as opposed to what we all thought the game plan was going to be, sell, sell, sell? Um, we've seen enough of a sample size to know that that is not the answer. Uh, and when I say that is not the answer, the answer is not to stand pat and do nothing, and the answer is not to um, try to add to this roster uh, without giving up considerable pieces uh, specifically pieces that, you know, are going to have a, a rather large financial burden on you. I mean, as much as I enjoy covering these guys, uh, the likes of DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella, Anyeko Kongwu, DeJounte Murray, these are guys that are taking up large sums uh, of the salary cap 
and are pushing this team into the luxury tax next season, which is just not a place that this team should be right now based on the level that they're that they're competing. You know, I mean this this team has shown us over the first third of the season who they really are. Uh, and that is my concern is, is, you know, to be what I'm trying to remember, we're 40 game, you know, 40 something games into this uh, right around, maybe not quite. Um, and, you know, you're, you're 10th in the Eastern conference. Uh, so there's no really fooling yourselves on, Hey, maybe this is a better basketball team. And in fairness, when DeAndre Hunter, if he ever comes back, because we keep getting little updates uh, that, that, are very obscure, uh, like the last one we got was about 10 days ago when it said uh, DeAndre Hunter is now on the practice floor and he is ramping up, um, but we haven't got any true specifics of when there's an expectation of him coming back. But once he does come back, like this team is going to get better uh, because he's a big defensive piece. Um, but this team is exactly uh, who who they've been, and you know, going on a little winning stretch here. Uh, you know, even if they they beat Cleveland tonight, um, you know, you got to think about you, you go and, and face what Sacramento. You're going to be facing Dallas next week, um, and so um, you know, even if you like split over the next, I don't know, six games, uh, you still are exactly you know who we've thought, which is about a 10th, 11th uh, ranked team in the Eastern Conference and a team that needs to sell off some pieces and get some draft capital so you can look towards the future, quite honestly. Talking all things Hawks basketball with our very own Hawks reporter, Caleb Johnson, here on the other side of the glass with Chris Thomas on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, Caleb, I don't know how big of a coincidence guy you are, but I don't think it's a particular coincidence that DJ has been going off the past couple of games. Do you think in your mind's eye that he's going off? I'll give you three options. One, because he hears the noise and he wants to silence the doubters in general. Two, because he hears the noise and he wants to prove to the Hawks that he's the man that they signed to the big contract. Or three, he's going off because he's showcasing himself for other teams. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I don't know what is going through DeJounte's mind, I tend to lean towards that last option that you put out there uh, simply because if we get right down to it, Chris, the the noise that, that opened up when it came to DeJounte Murray potentially being moved came from most likely um, his agent, and that is Clutch Sports. Uh, they're the same ones representing Trey Young, um, they are the same ones who are very close friends with LeBron James, uh, which is why it has, you know, not been that surprising that links to, uh, you know, the LA Lakers have been were really strong when they were put out there. Um, from every every bit of information that I've gathered, he is not necessarily looking to get out, but he is open to the idea. Um, in that I think what DeJounte has figured out, and I think what the Hawks have figured out, which is why they are you know, potentially looking to move him, is that he is a really talented basketball player that is probably not playing to his full potential in Atlanta based on the fact of 
Trey Young is here. And Trey Young, as much as Trey can play off ball and as much as DeJounte can play off ball, both of those guys are best when the ball is in their hand for the most part. Uh, and so, you know, you, it's led to a point where uh, the Hawks play DeJounte a lot of the times when, you know, Trey is not on the floor. Uh, and, and kind of you, they get more out of him when that is taking place. Uh, so, you know, DeJounte would be better off uh, playing somewhere where he is the, the, the predominant ball hander, the more traditional kind of point guard, um, which is why those conversations and the fact that, you know, he signed a big deal uh, and they're not winning. Uh, so those things kind of lead into each other. And so I don't think DeJounte is specifically going out there to say, hey, other team, be interested in me or the, or this idea that he's being like, yeah, Hawks, you know, you see how good I am. Um, I know it's confusing fans because now we're starting to see conversation where fans are like, well, should we keep DeJounte and then trade Trey? Um, but I think over the larger sample size of what we've seen uh, this season and last season, uh, you just know um, the, uh, the, the impact that Trey makes on this team uh, and the offensive juggernaut that he is, even though you're, you're going to see these highlights uh, from DeJounte Murray, because he's a really good basketball player. Um, but I do think that in the interest of DeJounte and the Hawks, it'll be best uh, if they're able to move off of him. And after seeing what Pascal Siakam was able to, you know, what, what the Raptors were able to get in exchange for him, uh, and, you know, less team control. DeJounte is under control for quite some time now after signing that big contract. Uh, and so I think the two first-rounders that have been put out there should be pre- pretty reasonable for the Hawks to be able to get in return for him. You mentioned Trey Young there as we're wrapping up our conversation with Caleb Johnson here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, ill or not ill, Caleb? Last I saw, he was questionable? Yeah, uh, he is, he's questionable again tonight. Um, I know this one's a little bit trickier. Uh, it was it was more clear for yesterday's game because he just didn't take the flight. And so it was like, oh, okay, so he's not going to play. Um, he's in town tonight, uh, and I would expect, um, you know, if, if Trey is able to play, he's going to play. I know I, I've seen some stuff out on social media um, that I guess fans really love to jump into conspiracy theories with stuff like this. Uh, Trey's missed, like, what, I think three games this season. Uh, and the guy has been playing through injuries, Chris. Like, I don't think fans understand what we've seen since November uh, when um, it was Nikola Jokic that leaned on Trey Young's shoulder, and Trey's been uh, going to the arena two to three hours before tip-off in order to get ready to play every game. So Trey is not in any capacity doing some I'm sitting out, uh, like, quite honestly, like we witnessed last season uh, around the time that Nate Nate got fired, um, that, you know, Trey wants to be out there. uh, And if he's not, then I I strongly believe he is truly not capable uh, of being out there. But it's nice to see when other guys step up, uh, like DeJounte, like Bogey, uh, really, really need to see a a lot more, quite honestly, from Sadiq Bey right now because his performance – has been absolutely atrocious, so much so that I would be open to the idea of someone else sliding into that starting lineup, whether it's a Garrison Matthews or an Ayeko Kongwu, 
uh, and then playing some Bruno Fernando minutes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Sadiq's been shooting like 24% from three in the month of January. It's just been really bad. Um, and, and he's a guy that you need more production out of, especially since DeAndre is out and potentially, you know, you're, you're dealing with, uh, uh, you know, maybe no Trey Young tonight. Bogey Bogdanovich also on the injury list uh, for not tonight with uh, some ankle soreness. So, um, yeah, an interesting one uh, against the Cavs, and, and uh, it's going to be a, an interesting week as those conversations around DeJounte and other players uh, continue to ramp up. Looks like they're going to get uh, Kobe Bufkin potentially in the mix. Is that just to fill a roster spot, or can we expect to finally see him hit the floor? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he hit the floor, quite honestly. I, I think what Kobe has done lately in the G League has been impressive. Obviously, it's the G League, so those numbers are going to be inflated. Uh, but he's scoring, and, uh, and I, I think you know that's a potential option uh, I, I think Kobe would be more likely to see the floor than a guy like A.J. Griffin right now, quite honestly, uh, just because of how the the team look, you know, how, how Quinn Snyder looks at him and how he's produced as of late down in the G League. Uh, so I would not be surprised at all if we get not a lot, you know, probably less than 10 minutes, uh, but somewhere around eight to nine minutes from, from Kobe Buffkin. That would not surprise me one bit. All right, Caleb, next time we talk next week, uh, hopefully we're talking about some more dubs and a team that maybe uh, gets in the mix. Who knows, Caleb, you know, from the way this season started, I, I got a smile on my face today. And I'm just, I'm just going to yep. enjoy it, man. You know what? I'm just <laughs> going to enjoy it, okay? Hey, one, one day at a time, one game at a time at this point. That's, honestly, Chris. That, you know what, brother? You couldn't be more right. All right, that's our buddy Caleb Johnson there on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's a three-game win streak. Let's celebrate it, right? Hawks get a little golf clap today. They get a little golf clap today. All right, back to the topic du jour, back to the topic at hand. 404-726-0929. We've been talking about this all day long. The Terry Fontenot-Bill Belichick potential collision course. That could happen here in Atlanta. If Bill Belichick comes in and demands all the power, are you okay with Terry Fontenot taking a backseat in this organization or potentially being let go? Because that's both on the table, unless we hear otherwise from the Falcons organization. 404-726-0929, I want to hear from you next. If Bill Belichick comes in to be the coach, are you okay with Terry Fontenot's role being lessened in this organization? I'm not. I'm hashtag Team Terry on this one. I love what he's done with this organization. I want to see him continue to grow. What do you think? 404-726-0929. Back with you in five. Chris Thomas hanging out with you. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey app. One. This show. Please say. This is not a joke. No. Back with more of the other side of the glass. All right, I get it. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got. All right, back with you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are talking about the Atlanta Falcons because, duh. I mean, they're basically the hottest topic in all sports right now. I was talking, you know, it's so funny. I was talking about this with Joe Patrick um, last hour. This is the most Atlanta Falcons coverage nationally I've seen since I moved here. I moved here at the end of 2020 and started with this radio station at the end of November 2020. I've seen 
Matt Ryan come and go. Julio Jones come and go. Calvin Ridley gets suspended for gambling. Head coach come and go. Uh, GM come come and go. And this Bill Belichick news trumps that by a light year, by a thousand miles in terms of every time you you know you turn on Sports Center, every time you log on to your favorite sports website, this topic is, if not like, you know how they do like the five biggest stories on the left-hand side or the right-hand side? The Falcons are number one or number two on every single one of those websites because they are tied to Bill Belichick. So it's a really, really big deal. And if Bill Belichick comes to Atlanta, it's going to come with a lot of circumstances, a lot of stipulations, to use a 10-cent word meaning that Bill Belichick is going to come here and there's either going to be a negotiation or there's going to be a complete give handoff of full control of the organization to Bill. And if he gets full control, what does he do with Terry Fontenot? And it's a big concern to me because I'm a Terry guy. I like what Terry Fontenot's done in the draft and in free agency. Our defense is in great shape to come now for years to come. Because of what Terry Fontenot did. We got a stud left guard, a position that's been plaguing this franchise for the past five years, at least. We got a stud running back who's shown that he was worthy of being drafted where he was drafted. He needs to be used the right way. Arthur Smith, unfortunately, wasn't able to do that. But if he is used the right way, he's going to be an all-pro. Drake London, to me, he's a number one receiver. If you get another guy on the other side of him that could run deep routes and be a speed threat, that guy's going to be like, Drake London has a lot of, I know this is big shoes, but Mike Evans-type ability in him in terms of making big contested catches using his big body. I'm not saying he's going to have the career of Mike Evans. Everybody relax. I'm saying that's, that's what I think he could be comparable to if he's able to live out his potential. And what goes into all of that? Who do you draft? Who do you select? Who's the guys that you bring into this organization to help grow this team? And for me, I don't want Bill Belichick making those decisions. And if he is, does that mean that Terry Fontenot's no longer here? Does it mean that he has what Joe Patrick said he believes 50% of the power that he has right now? To me, that's scary. I want Terry Fontenot involved. I want him in the mix, a big part of it. So 404-726-0929, does Bill Belichick coming here scare you about the future of Terry Fontenot like it does for me. Let's go to Clay. Clay, you're in the game. Um, how you doing? I'd like to say this. Um, I don't care if Belichick comes here or Jim Harbaugh. I think they both will be fantastic coaches. As far as Fontenot is concerned, uh, I believe um uh, it was Chuck who said that was on the radio earlier. It just ain't working. So it's time for a change if uh, if I'm concerned. But one thing I would like, one thing I would like for the Falcons to do, get out of those uniforms. We have the ugliest uniforms. <laughs> I hear you, Clay. Thank you for the phone call, man. I, you know what? When we're, you know, I'll say this, Clay. When we're in a position to talk about game day fits, that'll be a good day. And I will let you call back in, my friend, and we could talk about game day fits all you want. 
because the Falcons are dropping the ball on some of these unis. I agree, but today is not the day to talk about that. But I appreciate the I appreciate the phone call. Didn't think we'd be getting a call about game day fits, but listen, I'm about it. It's just not a conversation for today. We got big, as the expression goes, we have uh, bigger fish to fry in terms of getting a head coach, a quarterback, and potentially a GM situation figured out here. All right, we got uh, DB in Atlanta. DB, you're in the game. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? What's up, DB? Yeah, uh, on the Bill Belichick thing, man. Uh, me, I'm with you, man. I'm a Terry guy, man. I don't want to see Bill Belichick come in here. Uh, I feel like we just hanging our head on a fairy tale, man. Like, if you think about it, how many how many head coaches in two teams and, and was able to reach the Super Bowl? You know, I think we're praying on the past success of Belichick. For him to come in here and take us to the Super Bowl, I mean, that's a long shot, really, honestly. And, I mean, I feel like we just don't have that team. We still need to build. Like, we're just not a playoff. We're not a playoff team. We're not a contender. We've been 7-10 and 10 three years in a row. A lot of people say we was a player here, their way, or game or two here, their way. Belichick might make us a game or two better, but – I mean, we, we've had three years in a row that we've had our chances to do what we needed to do, and we've been 7-10 and 10, three years in a row. Yeah, DB, I hear you, man. It's been tough, especially this season. Now, I'll say this, DB. The first two seasons of Arthur Smith, I think you got to give a little less of the blame to because he had nothing, man. He had nothing to work with. He was, he was dead man walking in that sense in terms of the roster and the money that they had. So I thought 7-10 and ten the first two years was – it was respectable. Definitely allowed him to get the third year. But this year – and it wasn't just the record, right? It was how they lost. Those, those just gut right – the Arizona game, oh, my goodness. The Tennessee game, oh, my goodness. The Panthers game, oh, my goodness. Just gut-wrenching. The most awful ways to lose football games. I, say, I jokingly said that. This was the season I became a Falcons fan because I feel like I've officially endured enough pain watching these games week in and week out because this year I became a part of the Falcons broadcast crew, the team with uh, Squid Billy and Dylan Matthews and Wes and Dave and everyone. I, I'm running the uh, local side of the broadcast now on 92.9 The Game back here at the ranch at the studio on Sundays. So I've, I saw every snap of Falcons football this season. And my goodness, was it painful. And then to just have the dagger in the heart was the last two games. It was the Bears and it was the Saints. The team laid down. The team looked like it gave up. The team looked like it had no fight. And it was just sad to see. So, DB, I agree with you on this year, but not the first two years. I think that's a little bit unfair. You know, I know Coach Smith is gone now, but... You know, you don't want to kick the man when he's down. 404-726-0929. Let's squeeze in one more here. Noah, you're in the game. Noah. Uh, hey. What's up, so, Noah? Back on the back on the topic of um like Falcon's new head coach. I feel like he would be good because he won the Patriots a good game and now he's coming to the Falcons because the good game in the um, Super Bowl against the Falcons, we were up 28-9, to and they still somehow came up winning. I feel like if this coach, this head coach, keeps his mind straight and helps the team 
want to dedicate their time to the field and just wanting to win games, they could probably make it back to the Super Bowl and win. All right, Noah, thank you for the phone call, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, the problem is uh, a couple of things, Noah. 28 to 3, not 28 to 9, you know. It's make sure your buddies at school make sure that they know that you know that, Noah, because that, that's a big number that you got to <laughs> remember. Uh, 28 to 3. Um, that was, what, eight years ago, Dom? Seven Ooh, years ago? Uh, what was that, 20... 2016? So eight years ago yeah, now. Man, yeah, man, that was a long time ago. The Patriots haven't been good since then. They, they, they won one more after that, I believe. With Brady, yeah. it was the Super Bowl. They I think won, that they was won, here. They won one with. Uh, with uh, it was against the Rams. That yeah, was the it was like the ten to nine game. The ten, yeah, it was ten it was. to three or whatever. And he, to me, and, and again, I'm not worried about the coaching as much. I would honestly say that's the thing I'm the least worried about for the Atlanta Falcons is if Bill Belichick comes here, the game day operations stuff is actually probably the thing I'm most confident in, but. There's a lot of baggage, and uh, it ain't Louie. It's it's like the old dusty uh, <laughs> carrying case you have up in the attic that yeah. has the flower print on it, and it looks like it's from the 1990s. Um, so that's more my issue. It's everything else. It's are you going to make the request to control everything from the team, day-to-day operations, to personnel control, to everything else? That's what I'm more concerned about when it comes to Bill Belichick. I'm not so much concerned about his ability to get it done on the field every single day, and especially in big games, because we know he has all the rings. But when it comes to him wanting to be the czar of the Atlanta Falcons, I just can't have it. All right, 404-726-0929. When we get back, we haven't touched on any college football today because we've been so busy, so we're going to make sure we jump on that. What is the state of Alabama? I'll tell you this, Georgia fans, not good. So we'll have some fun with that. Our buddy Connor Riley from Dog Nation is going to stop by, talk all things UGA and the state of college football when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We also got football underway, 3-0 Ravens with about five minutes left in the first quarter. Keep you posted on that as well. Thanks so much for hanging out. Halfway home with you on a Saturday. Chris Thomas with you on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.